Welcome, welcome everyone to the Simon Dan podcast, the place where science and conspiracy collide. It's episode 20. Oh, I'm, I'm going to forget about episode numbers now. I've had enough of, of saying episode numbers. You know what episode it is. It'll be on the It'll be on the blurb. It's another episode of the Simon Dan podcast. And joining me again this week is the main man himself. It's Cats. How you doing, buddy? I'm, I'm doing great, mate. Uh, every time I hear that that noise, it just it inspires me, mate. And it's like, yeah, I've got my own jingle. What can yeah, I say? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's high it's high praise indeed that you've got your own jingle. Um, yeah, anyway, how, how you doing, mate? You all right? Really good. Yeah, very yeah. busy, but um, but good. Yeah. Enjoying life. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just, just before we, I'm good. I'm good. Just before we start, um, I've not been around much today. Do you know how Bournemouth got on with the football? I uh, I I I couldn't tell you, mate. I no. couldn't tell you. Okay. Um, I'm sure the if they won, they were lucky yeah. or okay. whatever it was. I'm sure they're sure quite they local to me in the, in the championship, so uh, I always try and keep an eye on them. But that's fine. That's fine. I'll, I'll catch up later on. Uh, so uh, anyone, everyone's like, "What? What is he talking about?" Uh, right. So flat Earth, flat. Earth. I mean, we talk about flat Earth. We don't talk about that much actually in the podcast, do we? At the beginning. No, not not too much. No, but. I mean, is that I think there's starting to be a bit of a shift. What, what do you reckon in with flat Earth stuff? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think all these things come in cycles, don't they? Whatever fad you've got at the minute, whatever news story or conspiracy, and flat Earth has had quite a long time. But yeah. I think everything comes in cycles, and obviously the the whole outbreak, the pandemic, has has given something else to focus on, and. You know, any, there's a lot of political conspiracy going on at the minute, isn't there? Oh yeah, absolutely. And they they've taken a lot of that. It's kind of, they've taken a lot of that on, haven't they? That political stuff, mm. rather than definitely than focus on uh, on flat Earth. But I mean, you've got. Have you, I did say I bigged it up last week. You've got a bit of a juicy one coming up, haven't you? I've got a very very juicy one coming up, and uh, we've just been scuppered. The video will be out by now, but um, I just need to get up to Blackpool to take a photograph or something. And every time we've tried, it's been a little bit too cloudy. So as soon as I can get up there and do that, uh, I have. I don't want to say too much, but it uh, it'll certainly send some shockwaves around the the flat Earth community for I, sure. I said last week that it could be a groundbreaking video in terms of uh, the flat Earth community and and all of this. So. Uh, but we don't want to big it up too much, do we? No, no, definitely not. Definitely not. Not to the It might be rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, it sounds it sounds really good. And uh, if it, if you pull it off, then uh, I think it would be great. Um, and I we we're just talking about it before we, we we started recording. I've got one coming out on Friday, um, where I'm fishing for flat earthers. So I'm I'm on this this website called Omegle. Uh, I got the idea because uh, you know Cosmic Skeptic. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's a vegan and he uh, he went on Omegle so this is like a it's like a, a chat site where you can just chat with random strangers on through video like a Zoom call and uh, he had a little banner underneath that says um, it, trying to make people change his mind about veganism uh, and it looked quite good quite entertaining so I thought do you know what I'm going to try and do some fishing for flat earthers because they keep saying that they're multiplying people are waking up every day and I thought odds are if there's that many flat earthers like they say there is, someone's going to be a flat earther on this on this Omegle site. There's like 65,000 people online. Um, so that's what I've got coming out Friday. And I've done a bit already. And I've got to say, it's not looking good for the flat earth community. It's not looking good. A bit, a bit uh, harder to find oh. than they were perhaps suggesting. 
absolutely. I'm, I found a donut earther. So there's currently statistically more donut earthers than uh, flat earthers on, <laughs> on that site. I wonder what flat earthers think of donut earthers. I wonder if you look at them and, and, and think, you're crazy. <laughs> I know, but he said to me, can you prove it's not a donut? And I thought, well, I can prove it's a globe, but I can't prove right now that it's not a donut. It's it's really difficult because obviously yeah, the, right now over a, over over an app you couldn't know. no no exactly and he kept any and that that was a win for him that was a win because I said right now I can't prove it's not it's not I mean it's difficult to prove something isn't something isn't it um, no yeah absolutely yeah and uh, I, I tried giving him all the evidence for a globe but uh, he was just laughing and I don't know if he was having me on but who knows anyway right we're at a good point so we're, we're 20 episodes in on the podcast um we've had a great bunch of guests so far what have been some of your highlights for for the first the first Jim yeah i've got to get in this straight away like you've had some amazing guests on people that i've, I've watched uh for years doing different things but I've always been a fan of Jim Alclayley. He's featured in my lessons when I've been teaching science in school so often. Um, and even when I'm not teaching school, if anything he does is on telly or YouTube, I will watch it. The guy to me is uh, so interesting to listen to. Uh, so to get the chance to be on the same podcast as him was, uh, I'll never forget that. It was brilliant. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, he was great. And he was a really nice guy as well, wasn't he? Like before and afterwards, he was like really chatty and, he was exactly as he comes across on yeah. TV. Like, because you, you know, sometimes you meet people and you, and you wonder what they're going to be like. He was just like he comes across on TV. Yeah, yeah. and uh, AB Science as well has met him. Has he? And uh, he's yeah, and I'm sure he said he had a, a dance off with him at uh, some kind of science thing. You know, for fun, he said just a, a really nice down to earth chill that, guy. That is brilliant. Uh, someone else said something about a dance off. I think it might have been Chris Lintot. I can't. Someone had a. Oh, it was him who had the dance off with him. Yeah, was it, I've was got it, the two mixed it, up. Yeah. yeah, it was one it was of Greg Foot. Yeah, Greg Foot. That was it. Yeah, yeah. Greg said he had a dance off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. But uh, AB Science has met him. And yeah, yeah, he's a good yeah. guy. Yeah. He was all right as well, though. Greg Foot, wasn't he? He was nice, nice guy. He he was brilliant, and yeah. uh, I was showing him to my kids because obviously he's done some, done a lot of stuff for children's TV, and they recognise yeah. his face. So I've got yeah. a lot of admiration for the uh, the live stuff he does, the live experiments on YouTube, because we were saying we'd not well, seen the amount anything. of work. Yeah, and and sorry, go on. I was just going to say I, I've not seen anything like that on youtube like live science experiments it it was the amount of work that must go into that and the amount of planning and i know he said when he was on the podcast with us that it, it, they were like full days they were up to like 17 hour days they were yeah. huge and I, I just feel they've been so underwatched because yeah you know when you compare them to perhaps the the views that certainly your videos get and you know even mine they were you, you think well he deserves far more views for the amount of work yeah. he's putting to us on the quality of the videos completely agree. so uh, but they'll be around forever people will be watching those for a long time yeah. so uh, yeah agree. Yeah. um there are a couple of highlights for me personally um i really liked uh the video with um abby richards the conspiracy chart uh i thought mm. that was good fun uh, i found out a lot of new conspiracies that day and um it, it's something if you really want to look into, you could spend ages, can't you? Like delving into all the different conspiracies there. I thought it was really clever. Uh, I'm, I was, it wasn't, I wasn't surprised that that went viral. That chart. Well, they say some of the some of the most clever ideas are the most simple ideas. And afterwards, I was looking at the chart. And I, was, I was kicking myself, thinking, why Why didn't I think of that? You know, because it is so simple. Yeah. But sometimes it takes you know that that little spark, uh, a little bit of brilliance or genius to pick out those simple things yeah. and and. 
run with them absolutely it? yeah um and the other one i liked is that we did the i did the episode of my mates on the science of red dwarf which unfortunately you couldn't make um and i know you you're a bit gutted because you, you love red dwarf as well don't yeah. you I loved it. Yeah, I was gutted about that one. Um, and it was great just chatting through the potential possibilities of what science could have worked and stuff like that and what couldn't have worked or what may have worked and what definitely could be a possibility. It was good fun. And uh, we talked about possibly doing another one uh, on the science of Star Trek. Are you a, are you a Trek fan? Uh, I am, absolutely. Cool. And you know, uh, Gene Roddenberry, when he wrote uh, wrote Star Trek and wanted to get it into production, he he had a big team of scientific advisors and he didn't want to put anything in there that however however far-fetched he didn't want to put anything in there that was scientifically impossible yeah so that should be a good one. i was going to say that the science in this in star trek is much more grounded isn't it than the science in red dwarf mm. like i mean they they really play with it in red dwarf don't they like the possibilities but if you don't know anything about science whatsoever and you watched a star trek episode you would you could fully believe that that is a science that exists couldn't you whatever they're yeah. talking about well i remember as a kid watching the old episodes and they had uh, the, the tricorders or whatever the little communication devices from, from the old series and i used to look at those and think wow they're amazing and i'd rather have my smartphone now you know they're, yeah. they're naff aren't they compared to what we've actually got yeah. but the, be- um, the best so they were, were i think the the be- i mean when we get into the episode when we do the episode um we invite the other guys back and we do it properly but i think the, the best thing that you could possibly ever get out of it is that the not the, not the normal tricorder but the medical one which basically you mm. put the little thing on and it tells you exactly what's wrong with you and how to fix you and it's like it, it takes two seconds doesn't it uh, it's like a, a, an invaluable piece of kit that would be the best thing about that though is not that it can do it it's that when when the doctors are reading the information there's about two leds on it yeah. and you look at the two leds and like the, <laughs> somehow yeah. they gather all the information from that um it reminded me actually of we could link the two shows together here so uh when red dwarf they had i don't know if you remember the episode but Crichton had like a sort of a tricorder thing and they were trying to figure out whether or not the area they're in was safe to breathe and he was like, hang on a sec, hang on a second. He's clicking all the buttons and he's like, and we will be two seconds fine. <laughs> and and Lister's like, we really are a Mickey Mouse operation, aren't we? <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So hopefully, show. hopefully uh, we'll get those boys back and we'll, we'll, we'll all get involved on a, on a science of Star Trek. Cause we did, I don't know if I told you this, we all did a, like a review of the Star Trek Picard show. We did a podcast every week of the, oh, right, yeah. of, uh, of reviewing that, which was quite good fun. Uh, have you seen that yet, the, the Picard one? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I know yeah. it got slammed by a lot of critics. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, well, anything with him in, I, I love it. Um, mm. Yeah, so I, I was I, I, honestly when I started this, um, if you'd have said to me that I'd I'd have got Jim Al Khalili, uh, Chris Lintop from the Sky at Night, uh, Matt mm. Dillahunty, all these brilliant people. I would never have thought I would have got those sorts of guests within the first 20 episodes. So the problem is, though, that now I've got to keep, got to keep it going with the level of guests. Um, but, I mean, the, the reputation of the podcast will grow, and, and when you get in touch with someone now and you, you list off the people you've got, anybody receiving an email saying, do you want to come on this podcast? We've had Jim O'Kalele, we've had, uh, and, and, and so on and so on. They'll think, oh, wow, yeah, well, that's quite an honour, to be yeah. asked. Hopefully yeah. that's the plan. Yeah, yeah. They'll be like, you don't believe it. I've been invited on the Simon Dan podcast, and they'll be like, and the other person will be like, what, what, what's that? 
but no, no, I think I, I can't wait to see you're going to get on. Um, is there anybody that you've you'd love to get on that you've not asked yet? Um, I'll see if I can make it happen. Yeah, I, <laughs> we'll talk about that after the breaks. We're going to talk about potential guests and stuff after the break. Um, but before we do that, we're going to have a your we're going to have cat's curiosity. So your piece of science news this week that has interested you. Of course. Well, I tell you what. When I was looking for my piece of science uh, news this week, I I thought well we're a quarter of the way roughly about uh, through 2021. Yeah. So let me do a little bit of research about the greatest scientific discoveries of 2021. Okay. So far, and uh, for some reason something popped up to uh, as I was looking because it was only this afternoon I was looking and something popped up and it said it was a Neil Armstrong it said on this day. Um, 50 odd years ago, Neil Armstrong flew uh, an X-15 to 54,600 meters. Now, I'd never heard of the X-15 and I thought, well, just, I like Neil Armstrong. Let me have a look at that instead and then I'll come back to the greatest discoveries of this year. Um, Now, the X-15 was an experimental plane um, and he was only one of 12 pilots to fly it. But just just taking, we're talking over 50 years ago here. How fast do you think this plane went? Uh, in what miles an hour? In miles an hour, yeah. Miles an hour. Um, hmm. I see. I'm gonna either go really high or really low, and it's gonna. Um, seven hundred miles an hour. Right. What? When I was looking, it said that this was the fastest plane that had ever been built, and remains to this day the fastest plane that's ever been built. And I thought this was a typo, okay? 4,534 miles an hour. What? Four, yeah, 4,534 miles an hour. It was nearly touching max seven. It was hypersonic. What sort of... And I thought that... Go on. What sort of G-forces is that going to... I've, I've no idea, but, it, but it, the actor would stand, I think, was it 20,000 miles an hour at the right. fastest yeah, in the yeah. okay. moon mission? Yeah. But um, I thought that's got to be an error. That can't be right. Four and a half thousand miles an hour for a plane. So I, I spent about half an hour looking about this plane, and it is it is true. Um, it uh, it it was launched midair by a B fifty two bomb. It would drop it at about five hundred uh, five hundred meters up. Not five hundred meters up. Uh, five hundred. Oh, I've got that bit wrong. I can't remember how high it's got to be up. Five hundred miles an hour. Sorry, it had to be traveling okay. when it was yeah, yeah. dropped. I think it was 45,000 feet. There we go. Um, and then it had enough fuel to to burn for about two minutes, but no more than that. Right. And it would reach these ridiculous speeds in two minutes. That's quite an acceleration. And then it wouldn't have any fuel left. So it would have to glide like a glider back down what? to the earth at 200 mile an hour. And they landed them on lake beds. And it was, so it was experimental, but it remains to this day the fastest plane ever built. And I just thought that was that was incredible. Four and a half thousand miles an hour for a plane. That's an amazing fact. I'll tell I'll tell you who would know, would have known that. Uh, one of our early guests, Amy from Vintage Space, she knows all about that sort of stuff, doesn't she? Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. Would have been uh, would have been good to. She she was the one who ruined my childhood about space shuttles. She basically said they're what rubbish. What was it she said? She said they're rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> she said they're a waste of time. Uh, and I was like, no. And then she was bringing up all these points, and I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, I, I can see that. And then I'm like, oh, well, I love them. 
Oh, well, that's all right. So, I mean, my people people uh, love collecting old Morris Miners and stuff like that. They're nice. They've got some nostalgia about them, but yeah. you wouldn't want to race one around a racetrack, would you? No, absolutely. No. Yeah, good point. Good point. I, it, it will always, I'll always love it because it's 100% in the 90s when I was growing up as a kid, the first kind of thing I really saw about space travel were the space shuttles. And mm. uh, I think it always will, always will be a part of my history in terms of my love of that sort of thing. Um, that's really nice, mate. Thank you for that. That's a really interesting fact. Um, yeah. I, I think that the storm one, by the way, I put that to Professor Dave last week. You know, he said with the he didn't know either. With the with did the, not. No, no. And he also brought up the point that in America, are they all named after women? The storms. Oh, I have no idea about that one. No idea, but I know that one of the names that they retired uh, for this year was Laura. Yeah. Um, now I know it was fifty-fifty chance, but it was a female name, and they did retire that. So, well, uh, mm, someone yeah. else in the comments said they also they retire them when they cause huge amounts of damage, like Katrina as well was retired. So another female. So mm. I don't know. We might have to look into that. Uh, it's definitely yeah. not over here, is it? Because we've had Andrew and uh, I can't remember something else. We've definitely had male names over here. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Maybe it's um, it's the Atlantic storm. Uh, yeah. season is it they go there possibly uh, I'll have to do some googling on that you've got me interested now okay cool um, right before we before we crack on I'm just going to do a slight advertisement so uh, you should be listening to this on Wednesday at some point so tonight Cats uh, and I are going live at 9pm on the app Stereo so we've already done one show uh, where we, we tried we got people to send in their funny stories so it's quite a good app Stereo you can basically listen to these sorts of live shows and you can send in voice notes during the show to the two uh, hosts uh, and they kind of you can play the voice notes and the host can react and answer questions and things like that so we did this first show it's quite fun wasn't it on the on the silliest things that people have believed about science it was funny. You know what? It's actually a really good app. I've yeah. been on it uh, since there's a lot of interesting conversations goes on. There. And, and like with the YouTube video where you you can put some notes in the chat and you can comment that way. Uh, it's just a nice little touch to be able to actually uh, articulate what you want to say with your, with a voice note. I like yeah, it. Yeah, the audience engagement's really good. So like, it's mm. it, if you put a voice note in, it, you're you're involved and you're invested in the show, and then that means you, you know your interest is higher. So that, so tonight we are talking about evolution, aren't we? So we're basically we're saying evolution is a fact. Try and change our minds. So we're looking for those people that doubt evolution, and we want their best arguments over voice notes so that we can <laughs> react to them. And we'll talk a bit about it as well uh, during the uh, in-between each uh, voice note. So that's what we're doing. So come, please come and check it out. Uh, 9 p.m. UK time. Um, if you're listening to the uh, podcast as it's come out, then obviously you'll get a chance. If not, then the show would have already happened and you can still check it out on Stereo. The shows are still up there afterwards. Uh, what we we'll do is I'll put a link in the description of this podcast for the profile so you can go and check it out. Uh, we look forward to seeing you there. Right. Okay. Let's crack on. So, future guests. So, you asked what sort of guests I would like on. Um, mm-hmm. I'll answer that in a minute, but I'll, a, a bit of a pre- preview of what we've got. So, next week, which I'm really looking forward to, we've got that moon landing denier on. Um, and he's Lovely. he's the one with the five pictures, which he thinks proves that we didn't land on the moon. So, it's kind of a first for the podcast. We're having someone on who... Uh, is a conspiracy theorist um, and they're going to try and prove to us why he thinks that they didn't that we didn't land on the moon now obviously it won't be, it'll be quite difficult because uh, the five pictures will be visual but 
all of the video will be up on the YouTube channel as well, so you'll be able to see the, the images on there. Uh, that should be good, shouldn't it? What, what do you reckon on that one? Do you think we'll uh, get some good yeah, arguments? Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And I've always got a little bit, I wouldn't say a soft spot for Moonland in Nice at all. Um, I don't mean it like that, but I, I, I think there's a chance that's larger than zero um, that the Moonland in uh, could have been a hoax. And, and people will take that out of context. You know, I'm talking about one in trillions, you know, it's, whereas it's, something like Flat Earth, there's just no, no chance whatsoever. It's not ridiculous, isn't it? It's one of those ones that's not ridiculous. So like Flat Earth is like mm. ridiculous, completely not possible. But... If, if you're listening to someone who doubts that we land on the moon, then it's not something that you think, oh, no, that's out there. That's totally out there. That's that's not, that's completely impossible. Uh, yeah. But like you say, it's obviously a tiny, 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 tiny percentage. Um, but Definitely. it should be good. should be good. I'm looking forward to hearing some of the arguments and whether they've got any credibility. Well, that that's it. With the, the moon landing uh, denial, a lot... You can make some arguments that make sense. You know, you can make the argument that, you know, there was motive because of the Cold War and Russia was leading the space race, etc. Or you can make arguments that are scientifically illiterate. You could say the flag shouldn't be flapping on the moon. And, and those arguments, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't respect anyone who's going to argue. Uh, no, no, I don't respect the arguments, you know, that the flag shouldn't flap on the moon or we shouldn't see stars or whatnot. So it, I suppose it depends what arguments he brings, really. Yeah. Hopefully they're not the ones where he just misinterprets science. Yeah, hopefully not. I mean, if they're based on pictures as well, then it, I, I don't know, I worry about that a bit, that they're based on pictures because they can obviously be misinterpreted and, and you know what it's mm. like, you get that worm in your head and it, that's it, You've, you, you completely believe. So it should be an interesting one. should be an interesting with the moon landing denier. Um, we've got, we're going to hopefully do that Science of Star Trek episode as well. And I'd like to try and kind of make a mini series out of that. Um, I was trying to think of other things as well um possibly star wars um the other thing i was thinking was back to the future or or time-based films of that nature um so yeah hopefully we could try and do something something along those lines um there's another guest which i'm not gonna um i'm not gonna say now but he is one co-host of possibly the largest science uh podcast that there is i would say um, I'm, I'm waiting for confirmation. Uh, I, I have told Cats who it is, and mm -hmm. I think that would be quite big, wouldn't it, if he managed to get on? If you can remember, it would be incredible. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan, big fan of that show. Yeah. So that's all I'll say. Okay, cool. So yeah, that's that's hopefully coming up. We've got another lady called Emily Grossman, who's another science TV presenter, who hopefully we've got coming on. We've also got I haven't told you this one, Cat yet. It's, uh, Paul Ogier and Shannon Q. They're coming on uh, together. Uh, so we can have Lovely. a good good chat about atheism and stuff like that. It should be good fun. Along similar lines that we had with uh, with Matt Dillahunty. Mm -hmm. um, I've also got so these aren't um, confirmed these these potential guests, but they are uh, they're in the works. The wheels are turning. Uh, I've still got the NASA astronaut, so I'm still having a back and forth with NASA regarding a potential astronaut. I had to go through all these channels of sending off forms and stuff, and uh, it, whether or not people have got availability. But hopefully, fingers crossed, at some point there will be an astronaut who has been on the ISS on the podcast. Wow. Um, another one is a guy called Steve Brissett, who wrote a book called Rise and Fall of Dinosaurs. Uh, that's not going to be for at least till the summer, but he, uh, we can get our teeth into the dinosaur conspiracies with him. Uh, there's quite a few of those, isn't it, with Kent, uh, Kent Hoven and stuff like that, who thinks they hmm. were uh, 
does he think it was? He thinks it was with man, doesn't he? 6,000 years ago, 4,000 years ago or something. He thinks oh, dinosaurs. Yeah. He loves dinosaurs. He doesn't doubt them at all, does he? No. But he just thinks they were, uh, we lived with them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what, what, where does he stand on how they died out then? That's a that's a heck of a question. You know, I've never asked him that in any of the debates I've had with him. He was just one. He wasn't, wasn't, he wasn't one prepared debate. for it. That's why. Right. <laughs> um, in the one debate I had with him, I didn't ask him that. Yeah. Uh, and then, oh, by the way, I did a video on standing for truth. You know, standing for truth. So he's a, he's like an. You've had a couple of debates with him, haven't you? I have two or three yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. So standing for truth is a like a religious YouTuber who is very anti-evolution, isn't he? Mm, um, yeah. Yeah. And. I did a video on one of his about the the problem of uh, inbreeding, incest, in what he perceived to be there's a problem in evolution, and I counted it and said there's a problem in the Bible, whatever. Um, and he wasn't happy. There's about a two-hour response from him uh, on my 10-minute oh, so video. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, it's him and... Uh, I don't well, know if he you know, does have that in, in the debates. I was going to say, I don't know if you know Raw Matt as well. That's his mate. Yeah, Matt Powell, yeah. Raw Matt. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, Powell, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. What was it? What were the debates so like? With he's, him? Uh, well, because he was he was very civil. He was yeah. very polite, and um, and it, it, you know we allowed each other to talk, etc. And it was it was great. But his big thing is what he called genetic entropy. Yeah, he said that information just gets lost over time. Information gets destroyed over time. So obviously, you know if we trace that back, our genes are only going to get more and more perfect. And so you'll end up, you know, with, with people stepping off the art with perfect uh, genes. So, so I countered that by, by saying, well, you know, you could perhaps take a book maybe mm. that's a couple of thousand years old that has been translated uh, from <laughs> one language to the next over <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of years. And maybe, maybe that, you know, should now not be taken at, at face value because of the loss of uh, information in that. Yeah. But apparently that was wrong. Oh, right. Of course. Yeah, no, that that that's what his pretty much what his argument was about not inbreeding not being a problem uh, for creation mm. about the fact that it was perfect and I was just like, well, it, the definition of inbreeding doesn't care on the outcome of what is happening. It doesn't care of the pro whether it's perfect or not. In the definition of inbreeding is is having children with close relations. It's just you can't get away from that. Um, and they went, exactly. him and him and uh, his friend Matt went on a big rant and, and whatever. But yeah, so uh, guests who I'd love. Uh, right, there's a lot. There's quite a few guests who I would really love to have on the podcast. Um, but they're all they're all really big. I would love Richard Dawkins. Um, well, I don't think that's impossible. He's done some work with with Cosmic Skeptic, and Cosmic Skeptic is a similar size to, to myself, so it might not be impossible. Mm -hmm. But I'd love to talk to Richard Dawkins about evolution and uh, all the arguments from evolution denies and things like that. That'd be a great one. Um, I think that there's another one as well who is big, and everyone everyone would think, oh yeah, you're going to say Brian Cox, but I think I think uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson would be great. To have on. Yeah, yeah. He's got a lot of personality about him for sure, isn't he? I think he'd make a, a really interesting Yeah, um, he, and he's got that knack as well of of uh making it everything sound interesting. Like yeah. whatever he's talking about, it was you know, he could probably talk about pendulums and make them sound interesting. Yeah. You know, Tyson, yeah. So. Um I remember yeah. I did my my physics A level, I did a project on on uh pendulums and I think I almost fell asleep in the class. 
They um, finished with mention that I've been writing uh, t- a scientific textbook page on pendulums just okay. this week, actually, and circular motion. Yeah. So, and uh, I nearly put myself to sleep, yeah. so um, I know what you mean. <laughs> oh, dear, brilliant. What about you? Any any uh, any guests that you would, you would like on? Uh, I mean, you've got your obvious ones, haven't you? You know, I mean, you mentioned Brian Cox before. That that's that's great. But I'd I'd like I'd like to get somebody from the world of of entertainment that isn't perhaps science related. Uh, maybe a, a well known comedian or somebody that engages really well with people on on Twitter and just get an outsider's view from them on um, yeah. on, on flat Earth. And do they know? You know, do they know any flat earthers? Or maybe somebody like that who does in the real in the real life know a flat earther and can comment on their. Um, you know how what they've done to try and maybe bring them out of that that hole and yeah and the damage that flat earth might do absolutely that's a good idea actually i was looking at um people that aren't in science so like like celebrities entertainers who aren't in science that hold scientific qualifications and there's actually quite a lot of them mm. um and i thought maybe a good idea to maybe get maybe get some some of those types of people on because again like you say it'd be their, their, their job isn't science their job is to be an entertainment or whatever but they have a good background in science so it'd be good to get their ideas on on the conspiracies and whether they know much and stuff like that so maybe that could be one for the future too yeah it's excellent excellent idea right so uh what we could so one more thing i'm going to talk about and that is so we've got i've got a new game idea new game idea now i've not this is the first time i've discussed it with you uh guess the conspiracy we're 10 8 up so what we're going to do is we're going to say it's best of 21 is that fair <laughs> no best of 21 not not best of 21 what am i talking about best of 41 best of 41 okay yeah best of 41 so then uh you know we only have to win one more and then we are the champions that's fair yeah is that fair not if it's best of 41 if it's best of 21 we've got to win one more if it's best of 41 we've got to win 11 more no 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 it's t- Hang on, it's ten eight. So eight. <laughs> what am I talking about? What I was right the first time, wasn't I? Right, best we're of right twenty one. Yeah, yeah. Best of twenty one. It's fine. I'll edit that yes. out. It's good. <laughs> uh, I, won't, yeah, actually, sure that I won't edit out because it's funny. So best of twenty one. Uh, so that means we only need to win one more, and we're the champions. That's fair. Yeah. And that's that's obviously an inevitability. Yeah, you know, because yeah, we good. can just edit it to make it look like we did. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, uh, we'll do that. But so this is the new the new game. Okay, is called the scientist game. Right, it's a scientist game. Now this is going to be you versus the the guest. So I'm let's do it. I'm out of this one. I'm I'm the the quiz master in this one. So what I what I'm going to do is I basically start by talking about a scientist that is unknown to you and the guest. Uh, and I'm going to go through a list of their achievements and their educational qualifications uh, from the from the past in the in their past to the present. And whoever guesses the the scientist right first from what from the clues that I'm giving gets the point. That's the game. What do you think? That sounds amazing. Amazing. Tell me you've got a practice run. Uh, I haven't actually, but <laughs> as, an, as an example, which we won't use, obviously, I could say. Uh, was a keyboarder for D-Ream and then go from there. All right. So, oh, yeah. so it's so, and incidentally, you'd like this, Professor Dave, he was in a band. 
I've seen a video on his channel. I think, I, I don't know whether he's got a back, a, a second channel where he just puts his music stuff. I can't remember now or whether he put it on his main channel, but I've actually seen, uh, he put a video up of him playing the gig once. Yeah. yeah I, was, I was like, you're like the American version of Brian Cox in a band. Now you're... Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, he said he was he was touring when he first started writing all the videos, uh, scripts for the videos and stuff. He was touring. It was like a secondary source of income. He's got a, he, yeah, he has got a video out on his channel, and it was I think someone had asked him like, "Are you a real professor or something?" And he he, he just made a video like, "Am I a real professor?" And he, he outlined his uh, history in the video. Yeah. And yeah, he said he was in a band touring, and uh, it was really quite he had quite an interesting backstory. Yeah, yeah, yeah cool. Uh, anyway, so that's that's the game. So they could be any scientist from history. So it won't just be people alive; it could be people that aren't alive. Um, and mm -hmm. so it'll basically be you versus. And I will probably tailor it to so that. Um, it, it's probably in the field of the of the guest that we've got uh just to make it a bit fairer not that's not okay. fair on no, you makes... i know that's not fair on you but <laughs> sorry mate I'm, I'm gonna regret saying this but uh I, i'll be i'll be fine Ooh. oh that's <laughs> fine. Right. okay that. here we go so that this is the new game so once we've done guess the conspiracy and once cats and i have achieved uh the win uh then we'll move on to the new game called the scientist game uh, and we'll see how cat stars against scientists so that's that is the plan right there we go that was a good catch-up actually good catch-up episode uh reviewing what we've done uh future stuff uh yeah looking looking forward to it looking forward to it yeah it's been a, it's been a blast it's been an absolute uh, ride and I, honestly some like you said at the beginning some of the guests we've had on to have had the chance to sit and talk to him has been absolutely brilliant yeah. And uh, I'm going to mention Jim Alclaley again, just because uh, I'm a big fan of this. It was great. Yeah, completely agree. But completely agree. Brilliant. Right, that's it then. We're done. We're done. As I said, next week we are facing off against the moon landing denier. They're going to bring their five pictures, which proves to that, that person that we didn't land on the moon. Should be fun. Uh, other than that, have yourselves a good week and we'll see you all soon. Goodbye. Bye-bye.